Welcome to the Enlightened Awakening Podcast, a place of honest and authentic conversations. This is episode two, and today we're going to be talking about curbing negative self-talk. I know that we had mentioned it at the end of episode one that where we were going is interpersonal relationships, and that's still where we're heading. That being said, there's something that we want to chat about today to kind of set the foundation for this very large and all-encompassing topic of interpersonal relationship. And we believe, and we'll show you our thought process through this conversation today about how it is that the intrapersonal relationship you have with yourself is the foundation for all other relationships that you have. And we really want to hone into this idea of how negative self-talk impacts that relationship that you have with yourself. And so, Uriel, I want to ask you a question to start off here. Why do you believe that the relationship you have with yourself is the foundation for all other relationships? That's a great question. I, I actually think that the reason for that is because the way that we interact with the world is actually a direct representation of how we interact with ourselves. I believe that as adults, we've learned to utilize our imagination in a negative connotation. And in order to be better for ourselves, we need to change that. For these reasons, let's talk about negative self-talk. So tell me, Timmy, what is negative self-talk? Excellent question, my friend. I think that a big piece of this idea of negative self-talk is, or rather, self-talk in general, is the way that you talk to yourself. It's also your inner voice. And it's this inner voice that combines with our conscious thoughts and inbuilt beliefs and biases to create an internal monologue that we listen to throughout the day. A couple of examples of this, personalizing, where we take on responsibility for everything that happens around us. Catastrophizing, where we think about the worst case scenarios, meditate on that, and allow that to ultimately impact our feelings and our actions. As well as filtering, where we only focus on negatives and filter out the positives. And so these are just three of the examples of how this idea of negative self-talk ultimately impacts the outcomes and the way that you see yourself. And so, Uriel, I want to ask you, how has negative self-talk affected your life? I think this is something that we can all probably relate to. But honestly, simply put, negative self-talk has inhibited my ability to reach my full potential as a person. And for these reasons, you know, I'm here to change that. And that's a life long goal that I'm willing to continue to work on. Mm -hmm. I think for myself, one way that negative self-talk has had a very significant impact on my life is that it has caused me to see enemies in places where there were none. When negative self-talk is a prevalent part of your life, it causes you to apply that same negative lens to view others around you. And Proverbs 23 verse 7 talks really well about this. And if that's not your belief, if you're not a person of faith, just take this for what it is. I'm not trying to push my beliefs on you or anything. But Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And for that reason, it behooves us to be very conscious of how it is that we view ourselves, the thoughts that we meditate on within, the self-talk that we allow to govern our day-to-day -day lives, because that is going to ultimately shape the reality around us. And so what are some of the strategies, some of the ways that we can curb negative self-talk? And Uriel, why is it important that we seek to do that? 
Yeah, I think it's really important to actually understand what the process in our brains is when we negatively talk about ourselves. Because it creates this visualization of a person that we don't want to be. And so a solution to that would actually be to talk with yourself on a more neutral tone. You know, some people know this as um, neutral self-talk. And what that does is it helps you visualize yourself as somebody who you want to become. And that can be a really powerful thing because you go from being hopeless and feeling like there is nothing you can do and that everything is out of your control to empowering yourself and giving you yourself the, the capacity and the belief that there is something that you can do. So, Timmy, tell me, what is neutral self-talk? Great question, my brother. And I'm sure those who are listening are wondering the same thing. And so, the, one of the ways that I view this idea of neutral self-talk is that it is neither positive nor negative. It's simply based on objective reality. And one can achieve this by reviewing the objective facts about our situation, about whatever it is that we see happening in our lives, and to make a conscious decision to simply accept those facts as they are without further judgment. And so some of the strategies that the literature talks about for addressing this idea of neutral self-talk and making it a more conscious part of your life is awareness, challenging beliefs, to think beyond ourselves, to reach out for support, to take a break or distract ourselves, to practice mindfulness, and then to introduce the idea of positive self-talk. So Uriel, I want to ask you, how does awareness kind of play into this idea of neutral self-talk and what are some of the ways that we could look to incorporate more of that in our lives? Yeah, that's a good point as well. So awareness, I think, is about being mindful and they can be interchangeable uh, because mindfulness, I believe, it, you know, has different roles in our lives. But when you are trying to be aware, uh, it's really about opening up your eyes and really seeing things as they are occurring, like objectively in reality, right? Taking yourself away from that fictional space that we tend to put ourselves in our minds and being more constructive about what it is that's going on around you and really just paying attention to what is presently happening in your life and becoming more attuned with those things. The next thing is, you know, challenging your beliefs to curve negative uh, self-talk. What do you think that is, Timmy? I think that it comes back to what I had mentioned earlier around looking at things as objectively as possible and utilizing the facts to inform our thoughts and our behavior. Oftentimes, you'll hear people make these statements that betray the fact that they believe something about themselves to be true. For example, I used to always tell myself, I am bad at math. I am bad at art. And these were just blanket statements that I had internalized because of things that I had encountered, things I had gone through, things that people had told me. And ultimately, I had to realize that this is a belief that can very easily be challenged because it's not that I'm not skilled at these things. It's simply that I haven't taken the time to develop them, right? And so it's taking a step back from what we believe to be true, to look at the facts that are informing these beliefs and to identify reality, 
right? And so I think that that is a very easy strategy that we can use to encourage and internalize this idea of neutral self-talk because all it does is all it takes rather is for us to apply that awareness that you were just talking about and shift the way that we're phrasing what it is that we believe to be true about ourselves. Moving on to this idea of thinking beyond yourself, I want to hear your thoughts on that, Uriel. That is a great question. And I think that there's a lot that can be said when you really think about the concept of thinking beyond ourselves. Uh, we live in, in, in a world where I think we have been made to believe that everything sort of revolves around us. Even though I think for the m- most part, most people don't believe that. But I think subconsciously, you know, we almost act as if the world revolved around us. And in order to be able to curve negative self-talk, we have to understand that there is other realities outside of our own. And so when you're capable of separating the two and understand that, you know, you're maybe not the only one that is struggling with some of these things, um, it really puts things into perspective. It also helps you identify that there may be other resources out there or other people out there who can support you in these challenges and that you don't have to sit around and allowing those negative thoughts to ruminate in your in your mind and to allow that to destroy your psyche which brings us to you know something that makes sense following that which is reaching out for support and what do you think about that i think that we've really as a society glorified this idea of the self-made person that you hear people talking all the time about I'm a self-made millionaire. I'm a self-made billionaire. And in reality, it's extremely difficult, if not impossible, to reach the highest heights of life without the support of others. And so I really like this idea of reaching out for support because it ties into what you were talking about just now with thinking beyond yourself. When you have a collective of individuals who are looking to better themselves, that has a positive impact on the way that you view yourself. We oftentimes will tie our identity to the things that we see around us, the people that we spend our time with. And so I don't want to dive down that direction because that's for a future episode. That being said, I do believe that when we reach out for support, when we are struggling, when we have those moments of doubt, because inevitably they will come. But again, it comes back to this idea of testing reality to ensure that whatever it is that we're going through that we're thinking about matches up objectively with what we see. And there are times when we aren't very capable of seeing ourselves or our lives in a way that is in alignment with reality. Oftentimes, it'll be more negative than it really ought to be. And this is where reaching out for support is a very powerful strategy because it allows you to leverage the belief that others have in you to internalize that and then ultimately have a stronger belief in yourself. Uriel, let's chat a little bit about this idea of taking a break and distracting yourself. Yeah, I think that's a skill actually that a lot of people don't spend enough time doing. And the applicability of it is quite vast when you really think about how useful of a skill to develop this is. And a lot of the um, people tuning in might be thinking, really, you believe that distracting yourself is a skill. And the reason why I believe that to be a skill that needs development is because 
Distraction is something that can curve your thoughts, right? Can take you away from that. There's a lot of things you can do, like watch TV or play video games um, that will, yeah, it's most certainly affect how you think about yourself because it completely takes you out of reality. But when I talk about distractions and about taking a break, it's not to run away from things. And I think there's this notion that when you take a break from something or you distract yourself, it's about just not thinking about it at all. But I don't think taking breaks where you just kind of forget and hope or you go into a break with the idea that you just need to kind of forget about it for a little while is really constructive. I think you have to make a plan, right, of saying, hey, you know what, I'm overwhelmed by the thoughts that I'm having right now. And clearly, I'm not in a state of mind where I can address this. But making a plan of, you know what, I'm going to give myself this amount of time before I come back and start thinking about this and reassess and evaluate what it is that I need to do to continue to address these issues. But this comes hand in hand with awareness and being mindful, right? And being able to understand like, hey, you know what, I'm doing a bit of a self-scan internally right now, and I can tell that I'm not doing well. It's time to take a break. And so that can be a really powerful thing. And that's where like the skill building really comes into play, where you start to begin to become more attuned to your physical, psychological, and emotional, and could even be spiritual sensations that are indicating to you that it's time to take a step back and maybe reassess your approach to things. So that's a really important one, which then leads us to practicing mindfulness, which is very different from just being mindful. So what do you think about that, Timmy? I know that I touched on this idea of mindfulness a little bit in episode one, but you've brought up a really great point because there is the awareness piece of mindfulness, but then there is the practice piece of mindfulness, right? And some of the practical strategies that are very well documented in terms of benefits for mindfulness is deep breathing and focusing intently on your breathing. I think that that is such a powerful strategy because we know that ultimately breath is a vital component to life in general. And when we take the time to focus on such a basic and fundamental aspect of our existence, something that we oftentimes take for granted because it happens automatically, I believe that that is a very grounding experience. I believe that it allows us to take a moment to step back in addition to this strategy of distraction, it's another way that we can take a moment to unplug and to reconvene with ourselves, which then allows us to clear out our head and then to move forward in a more strategic way, right? Coming back to this idea of neutral self-talk, I believe that mindfulness and practicing mindfulness is a good way to reach a greater state of equilibrium where we can then set out to understand that things may not always be as good as they could be. Things may not always be as bad as they could be. But moving forward with that understanding that there is a benefit to pursuing this neutral self-talk where we talk about things or we talk about things to ourselves in a way that is very reflective of reality. And I think that practicing mindfulness is just one of those strategies that can get us into that mind state where we can leverage this idea of neutral self-talk to see things as they truly are and then to make decisions on what we're going to do going forward in order to more effectively achieve what it is that we want to achieve and become who it is that we want to become. 
And so on the tail end of that, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce this idea of positive self-talk and how that has the potential to be constructive or deconstructive, depending on how you use it. Yeah. So introducing positive self-talk is also another good intervention to curving negative self-talk. But as you mentioned just now, it's important to understand that both positive and negative self-talk can be bi-directional, meaning they can serve two different purposes. And when we're highlighting that, we're really talking about how, as you said, they can be constructive and also can be destructive. So you have to be really careful when introducing these strategies when you're trying to curve or, you know, whether it is negative self-talk or negative thought processes. But ultimately, you know, we still believe that neutral self-talk is a more effective way to curve negative self-talk because it is based on objective and sometimes quantifiable data, right, that gives you a more realistic view of what is actually going on. And so after hearing these seven literature-based um, strategies on how to curve negative self-talk, we still stand by uh, in saying that neutral self-talk, we believe, is uh, the best method. And if there's one thing that you could introduce on your day-to-day -day life and really put into practice is to reframe your thoughts, uh, whether they're negative or even sometimes positive, because there's such thing as toxic positivity, to really bring in that neutral self-talk and to use that as fuel and motivation to make changes. And so on that note, next week we'll be talking about the bi-directionality of positive self-talk and how this could be harmful to people. So tune in next Friday at noon to find out more. Thanks for joining, guys. Have a blessed week.